Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Dr. Peter Glidden, your steadfast advocate for health, filling in for my favorite Canadian, Mike Phillip, here on Mojo 5 I'll be standing in for Mike today and tomorrow. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's a double header with yours truly. And you're going to want a book mark these recordings however you can do that you need to share what I'm about to tell you today and tomorrow with everybody in your life because I am the only licensed physician on planet earth that is standing up and telling you the truth of the matter today we're going to be talking about the problem I'm going to be breaking it down for you one thing at a time Monopoly, philosophy, treatment outcomes, and politics, all involving medicine. The best place to hide something is, in fact, in plain sight. You have been played by the pharmaceutical industry for the last 107 years, and you don't even know that it's happening. Tomorrow, we're going to switch gears, and I'm going to talk about the solution. I am a licensed naturopathic doctor. I have 31 years of clinical experience helping people to recover their health without the use of drugs or surgery. Might interest you to know that as a naturopathic doctor, I can prescribe drugs. Isn't that interesting? Thank God for insulin. Thank God for lidocaine. Thank God for general anesthesia. And of course, the sterile technique. In many instances, it's not the drug, it's how it's used. In some instances, it is in fact the drug. But with conventional medicine with mainstream md directed medicine it's pharmaceutical medicine all of the time if you took antibiotics and anti-inflammatories away from medical doctors they would not know what to do you need to get a clue here you need to be educated again you have been socialized over the last 
107 years to believe that the only people that know anything about medicine are the MDs, that they have the secret decoder ring to all things medical and everybody else is, well, a back-of-the-bus quack with substandard dangerous training. This is a lie. Tomorrow, talking about the solution. We're going to talk at length about holistic medical nutrition, about the necessity for essential nutrients in your body. We're going to talk about the body's built-in ability to fix itself. I'm going to talk about 12 foods that you need to not even look at, let alone eat, and underline the simple steps for health recovery. And this part of the monopoly is one of, from my point of view, the greatest tragedies of the 21st century. If you cut your finger, do you have to tell your body how to fix it? Do you have to tell your body to upregulate macrophage response time, uh, increase fibrinogen production and uh, helper T-cell uh, proliferation? You don't even know what that, that stuff is. Your body does it all by itself without your intervention. The body's ability to fix itself, your body's ability to fix itself is much greater than anybody has led you to believe. And I'm going to break down the simple steps that you need to take in order to optimize your body's natural God-given ability to heal itself. I said it out loud, God-given ability to heal itself. That's tomorrow. You want to bookmark these episodes and share them with everybody in your life. Because again, no brag, just fact. I'm the only one standing up in the 21st century in the public forum talking about these data points. Let's begin, shall we? The monopoly, the monopolization of the medical marketplace. Oh boy. This monopolization of the medical marketplace is so complete and the PR campaign that has backed it up for 107 years is so complete that Joseph Goebbels would be proud of it. As a matter of fact, it makes Joseph Goebbels look like a kindergartner for goodness sakes. This has been an extremely sophisticated campaign built brick by brick, year by year, the intention of which is to ensconce the MDs at the very top of the medical hierarchy. And it worked. For goodness sakes, you look around. The only medicine practice in your hospital, MD-directed medicine. The only medicine your insurance pays for, MD-directed medicine. The only medicine they make TV shows about, movies about, MD-directed medicine. And the only medicine that they do research on at your local university is MD-directed medicine. So the average person seeing all these things would assume incorrectly, but nonetheless, it's a logical conclusion from the limited data points that most people have, that the MDs are everywhere all the time, that they are in the driver's seat, that they are the top dog because their therapeutics are better. They're more affordable. They're more effective. They're less harmful than those of their competitors. That's a logical, reasonable conclusion to make. But it's, in fact, an inaccurate conclusion because you don't have enough information. It's been hidden from you. The reason that the MDs are in top dog position 
is because they legislated themselves there in 1912, and they have maintained their position at the top through a very sophisticated campaign using the unimaginable wealth of the pharmaceutical industry to ensconce their position at the top. In 1912 is when it all started, the early 1900s actually, In the early 1900s, there was a relatively level playing field of medicine in the United States. Nobody had the turf, right? Nobody was in first place. You had the chiropractors, the herbalists, the naturopaths, the homeopaths, the MDs. You had all of these different systems of medicine practicing medicine. And then along came the Carnegies and the Rockefellers, the robber barons of the 19th century. Yeah, the 19th century, more or less. They pooled their money and their resources, and through their influence, in 1912, Congress granted the American Medical Association exclusive control over who could and who couldn't practice medicine in the United States. Similar to what happened in uh, 9-11 when the Patriot Act was passed virtually overnight and, you know, congressional and Senate chambers, a thousands page document with all of these laws and regulations that none of the lawmakers had read through, but they passed it overnight because everybody was terrified about another terrorist attack. Same thing happened. History doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes in the early 1900s. The Carnegies and the Rockefellers hired a guy named Flexner, Samuel Flexner, Abraham Flexner, sorry. Samuel was his brother. Abraham Flexner, his job was to go all around the United States and do an inventory of all of the medical schools in the United States. It took Flexner five years to do this. At the end of five years, he came back with his Flexner report and gave it to the powers that be, and they leveraged that report in order to convince Congress that everybody who wasn't practicing MD medicine, everybody who wasn't using pharmaceuticals and surgery as main therapeutic interventions was in fact a dangerous back-of-the-bus quack using substandard medicine, and it worked. In 1912, Congress granted the American Medical Association exclusive control over who could and who couldn't practice medicine. They effectively kicked everybody else off of the bus. Chiropractors kicked off, naturopaths kicked off, homeopaths kicked off, herbalists kicked off. Everybody who wasn't an MD could no longer legally practice medicine. Pretty good for the MDs, not so good for the medical marketplace. Oh, by the way, 200 years previous to this, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, the man who put his life, his liberty, and his fortune on the line so that the United States of America could be born, Dr. Benjamin Rush said this, and I'm paraphrasing, Unless we put medical freedom into the Constitution, the time will come when medicine will organize itself into a dictatorship to restrict the art of healing to one class of people and deny equal privileges to others will constitute the Bastille of medical science. All such laws are un-American and despotic, end quote. 
That's exactly what's happened, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Benjamin Rush was prophetic. And he'd be spinning in his grave right now if he saw what has transpired over the last 107 years. Since 1912, the people practicing allopathic medicine have been the people who are at the top. The MDs have been the ones at the top. It was a hostile takeover of the medical marketplace, a hostile takeover followed by a monopolization of the medical marketplace. And here's how they did it. After they ensconced themselves in first place by leveraging the Carnegie's and the Rockefeller's money and political influence with Congress, they instituted a language monopoly. They mandated that all medical education, all medical terminology be in Latin. This was done in order to make medicine mystified in order to take real simple medical procedures, medical terminology, medical thought out of the hands of the everyday person. And it worked. So now you go to a medical doctor, you have pain in your muscles, you pay $1,200 for diagnostic discovery, you have a $300 copay on your insurance, medical insurance. And after all of this workup by conventional medical doctors for pain in your muscles, the MD walks into the room, looks down at you and says, Mr. Smith, you have myositis. Mr. Smith looks aghast. Oh my God, it's myositis, which is Latin for muscle pain. And that's how they do it. The language monopoly, having all medical terminology in Latin, effectively made the MDs appear intellectually superior to everybody else. That was step number two. Step number one was legislating themselves into first place with the help of Congress. Step number two was the language monopoly. And step number three was their relationship with the F. D A and of course the Federal Trade Commission they passed laws the FDA and the FTC making it illegal for anything that wasn't a drug to treat a disease isn't that interesting did you know that in the United States of America the only thing that can treat a disease is a drug and in order to have a substance approved as a drug there's about a $60 million bar of research that needs to be met. This massive amount of research money in order to get something okayed as a remedial agent for a disease was done on purpose because the only people who could afford that payment were the pharmaceutical industry. And it was a marriage made in heaven. So here's the way that it is. If I discovered that buttercups could cure, let's say, liver cancer, the Food and Drug Administration would confiscate all the buttercup medicine in the United States. They would turn it into a drug, require somebody to come up with $60 million to prove through scientific research, etc., that it was, in fact, effective 
And then the only people that would be able to sell it, you wouldn't be able to get it over the counter. You would only be able to get it through the office of an MD and a prescription. Isn't that just Jim Dandy? This was the third and final nail in the coffin. Well, there have been many more. But these were the the three main reasons why or how the MDs came into power and have maintained their position at the top. And this has happened for so long that most people are completely unaware that it even is a monopoly. Again, the best place to hide something is in plain sight. It's a big problem, ladies and gentlemen. Your medical doctor may be the nicest person God ever created, but your medical doctor isn't trained in medicine. Nobody is trained in medicine. Medicine is a big umbrella under which many different scientific disciplines hang. MDs are trained in allopathic medicine. I'm trained in naturopathic medicine. There's osteopathic medicine, chiropractic medicine, homeopathic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Ayurvedic medicine, botanical medicine, etc., etc., etc. Another brilliant stroke of public relations that the allopaths did, the MDs did, they coined the term medical doctor. It's interesting. They don't practice medicine. Nobody practices medicine, but they co-opted the term. So you have been socialized to believe that the only people practicing medicine are MDs. It's built into their brand. It's built into their name, and they did it on purpose. They've also maintained their position at the top by smashing the competition at every turn. In the 1984, I believe it was, the Chiropractic Association of the United States uh, was awarded $25 million by a federal court in a very famous case, Wilkes versus the AMA. They proved, the chiropractors proved that for 10 years, the American Medical Association had instituted a slander campaign against chiropractors. And they were found guilty in federal court ordered to pay $25 million in damages, which was a pittance to the American Medical Association, a slap on the wrist. Nobody went to jail. No laws were rewritten. Chiropractors won. They had their day in court. And that's one of the reasons why chiropractic medicine is everywhere all of the time because of this landmark lawsuit, Wilkes versus the AMA, which was... Necessary because the medical doctors, the allopathic community, attempts to slander their competition at every turn. And again, you're welcome to your own opinion, ladies and gentlemen, but you most certainly are not welcome to your own set of facts. This is, in fact, a big, bad voodoo daddy. So not now, when you have a illness... You're suffering with high blood pressure. You're suffering with joint pain. You're suffering with something. You're paying medical insurance premiums every month, right? So you go to where your medical insurance leads you. Medical insurance only gives you access to MD-directed allopathic medicine in most states in the United States. MD-directed allopathic medicine does not 
intend to cure your condition. And this is where we get into the philosophy of medicine, which is another important point to ponder. Your medical doctor doesn't practice medicine. They practice allopathic medicine. And allopathic medicine is built upon a scientific discipline called reductionism. Reductionism is based on Newtonian physics, which argues if it can't be measured, it does not exist. So, to an allopathically trained MD, the soul, the spirit, the vital force are fictions. God is a fiction. Life after death is a fiction. Consciousness itself is a function of biochemistry. Consciousness is created by the body according to the MD. According to the MD, allopathic reductionistic medical philosophy, your body is just a bag of biochemicals waiting to break. And when it does break, it's not the MD's job to cure the condition. The rationale being that if the body could cure itself, it never would have gotten sick in the first place. So the MD's job is to manage your symptomology. And this is often a eureka moment for people when they understand this. When you go to the office of a medical doctor with any condition whatsoever, the treatment you are given is intended to manage the problem. Of the thousands of prescription medications that are currently available, the only ones that cure anything are antibiotics, and those are starting to fail us. Antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections are going to be the next plague. Mark my words. Antibiotics are useful, but they fail eventually. However, they're useful and they have worked. But if you have heartburn, it's not cured, it's managed. You have high blood pressure, it's not cured, it's managed. You have fibromyalgia, migraine, headaches, asthma, not cured, managed. Anxiety and panic, depression, not cured, managed. Infertility, managed with massive amounts of in vitro fertilization drugs costing a boku amount of money. Cancer not cured, managed, big, bad voodoo daddy cancer. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the next section. But this is interesting, don't you think? These conditions are not cured. They're not even attempted to be cured. It's not because the medical doctor is a masochist. It's because that's how they're trained. And I have to tell you, having gone to medical school myself, it's a little bit of a meat grinder. And the average medical doctor comes out of their education believing that if they weren't taught it in medical school, it's simply not true. This is how they have been brainwashed and they have been socialized. They actually believe that they're the only ones that hold the secret decoder ring to all things medical and their hubris and arrogance is legendary. It is so legendary that even when they fail, which they do most of the time, even when they harm people, which they do frequently, even when they bankrupt people, which they do all of the time in the United States, number one, they get a pass because it's a self-regulating, self-policing monopoly. Number two, they can't intellectually conceive that it's their fault. They are the arbiters of all things medical. It can't be their fault. It has to be somebody else's fault. So who do they point the finger at? You. You have the bad gene. 
everything that fails now in medicine, all chronic disease is genetic. This of it's the next scapegoat for the inadequacies and the remarkable failures of conventional medicine. Some things are genetic, but most things aren't. My colleague, Dr. Wallach, considered the father of something called epigenetics, which is the relationship between stress, pollution, nutrients, and gene expression, considered the father of epigenetics. There's a great deal of difference between an illness that's baked into the cake and an illness which arises because of the stress of life. And I'm here to tell you that your medical doctor, by virtue of their training, is the wrong person to go to if you're suffering with a chronic illness. Just look at the results. They're horrible. I'm going to talk about that in the next section. If you have a trauma, broken bone, a bleeding artery, heaven forbid you were shot in Iraq or someplace, they're exactly the right people to go to because that's the wheelhouse of reductionism. Surgery and trauma care is the wheelhouse of allopathic reductionism. And interestingly enough, that's where the most advances in medicine have been made in the last 50 years. Not with treatment, but with surgical intervention strategies, diagnostic discovery equipment, remarkable stuff that they can do in the surgical arena. But if you're suffering with a chronic disease, for goodness sakes, the last place you should go to is the only place that you have access to the office of an allopathically trained, reductionistically centered pharmaceutical MD. Talking about outcomes and politics when we come back. Now you can fly. You know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. If you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center. For you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Mojo 5 American Radio. Dr. Peter Glidden, your steadfast advocate for health, sitting in for Mike Phillip. Welcome back, Jack. 
In this section, we're going to talk about outcomes and a little more about the politics of medicine. It's really disturbing stuff, quite frankly, from my point of view, as a licensed naturopathic doctor with 31 years of clinical experience. By the way, in order to become a licensed naturopathic doctor in the United States, here's what you have to do. Four years of pre-med. I did that at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst, Massachusetts. I graduated in, 1970, in 1987 with a Bachelor of Science in Zoology, which is the degree that you get when you're in the pre-med department at the University of Massachusetts. Then I matriculated for four years at Bastyr University of Naturopathic Medicine outside of Seattle, Washington. Bastyr University is the premier university in the world for naturopathic medical education. It's fully accredited by the United States Department of Education. Then I did a thousand hours of clinical supervision. Then I passed state boards. Then I passed national boards. Then I secured a license to practice medicine. And then 25 hours of continuing education credit every year for the last, oh, let's say, 29 years. Naturopathic medicine, licensed naturopathic medicine in the United States is full-blown primary care. But you've never heard of it. Or if you've heard about it, you might have heard about it, not really sure how to pronounce it, and you're less sure about what it really is. In point of fact, naturopathic medicine is primary care. Naturopathic doctors are trained in exactly the same pathophysiology as an MD, exactly the same anatomy and biochemistry as an MD, exactly the same diagnostic treatment strategy, diagnostic strategies as an MD. We're also trained in pharmaceutical intervention. Isn't that interesting? But where we differ massively from the the medical doctors, the MDs, is in our philosophy of healing. Holistic philosophy, naturopathic philosophy argues that the human body knows how to fix itself. The human body wants to fix itself. The human body is trying all of the time to fix itself. And it's the naturopathic doctor's obligation to develop and deliver therapeutics which support and promote your body's built-in ability to fix itself. That's what we do. We actually attempt to cure the condition. Allopathically trained MDs manage the condition. And when I'm appointed Surgeon General by the President of the United States, I will make it illegal for hospitals uh, using allopathic MD-directed medical treatment to advertise that they do health care because they do not. They don't practice health care. They practice disease management. And there's a gigantic difference. But remember, we haven't had a free medical market since 1912. Since 1912, the medical marketplace has been monopolized by the MDs and in the United States, the AMA, in Canada, Health Canada. It's a self-policing, self-regulating industry. And, you know, it's good to be the king. When you are the king, you can get away with, dare I say it out loud, a murder. Before I get into outcomes and a little more politics, I need to underline this point very carefully. 
Naturopathic doctors are trained to attempt to cure your condition. So, for instance, let's say you had high blood pressure. Rather than putting you on high blood pressure medication, and there are like four or five different categories of blood pressure medication, they all do different things to the body, we would attempt to fix the reason that your body was having high blood pressure. And most frequently, the reason that your body is struggling with blood pressure because it's high is because you don't have enough calcium and magnesium in your body. Might interest you to know that the blood vessels in your body, all the blood vessels in your body, your arteries and your veins have muscles in them. The muscles in the arteries are much bigger than the muscles in the veins. The muscles in the arteries constrict and relax. Arteries are the blood vessels that carry blood away from the heart. Those muscles constrict and relax in order to help the heart pump blood. Pretty sophisticated, pretty smart by the human body. But a muscle is a muscle is a muscle, whether it's in your thigh or your bicep or your arteries. And in order for a muscle to constrict and relax the way that nature intended it to, it needs calcium and magnesium. If you don't have enough calcium and magnesium, the muscle will constrict, but it will not relax. Now, if you're watering your garden and you, with, a, with a garden hose and you squeeze the hose a little bit, what happens? The water comes out faster. Because you have effectively increased the pressure inside the hose by squeezing it a little bit. Same thing happens with your blood pressure. When the muscles in your arteries can't constrict and relax naturally, your blood pressure goes up. Often simply because you don't have enough calcium and magnesium in your body. Now, your MD, being trained in allopathic medicine doesn't know anything about the relationship between nutrients and disease. They have no training, no experience, no respect, and no appreciation for that. So they're not going to have any knowledge base whatsoever about these relationships. So they're going to intervene with a drug or two or three, the intention of which is to exert a hostile takeover of the human body and force the blood vessels to relax. No, that's better from dying from a heart attack, but because it doesn't get to the root cause of the problem, the root cause of the problem persists, and over time, things will get worse. This is why more blood pressure medications are needed, right? After a while, they stop working. Your body habituates to them, or the medicines themselves burn through more of the essential nutrients that your body needs in order to keep itself healthy, The underlying problem is not addressed, not fixed. You're addicted, not addicted, but you need to be on the blood pressure medication because you don't know there are any alternatives, which are science-based and clinically verified. And so the drug is increased or a second or a third drug is added. And this is a recipe for disaster. But you have to ask yourself who benefits from a situation like this. The pharmaceutical industry does. Now, you know, I'm all for capitalism, but for goodness sakes, if we had a free medical market, none of this nonsense would be happening. But because we don't have a free medical market, this persists. Again, most people don't even know how to pronounce naturopathy, let alone know what it is. People have no idea that it's primary care medicine, licensed and regulated, for goodness sakes. And as the last nail in the Monopoly coffin, my profession currently, as of October 
2019 is only licensed and regulated in 22 states in the United States. That's right, 22 states. Does that mean that the laws of science or nature change if you cross a state line? Is that what's going on here? Do we live in some mystical universe where everything changes when you cross a state line or the border of a country? No, it's politics plain and simple. It's a turf war. It has nothing to do with reducing or eliminating human suffering. It has everything to do with not allowing the competition to get a foothold. And I've said this, I've said this once, I've said it a a thousand times. If by some genie in the bottle magic, we all woke up tomorrow and there were just as many naturopaths as there were MDs, just as many uh, naturopathic hospitals as MD hospitals, if 50% of the research money was given to naturopaths and 50% was given to the MDs, if we actually did have a free medical marketplace, insurance paid for everything, within five years, most MDs, the MDs not specializing in surgery or trauma care would be out of a job. Because in a free medical market, people gravitate to what works. Naturopathic medicine works. Allopathic medicine does not work for chronic disease. But again, don't believe me. Lean on the data. This from the Central Intelligence Agency. According to the CIA, citizens of the United States rank 42nd in the world in their longevity. 42nd in the world in longevity. You know who's number one? Monaco. The average lifespan of people in the United States, 79.8 years of age. 79.8 years of age. People who live on the Isle of Man, wherever that is, live longer than we do. People who live in Liechtenstein live longer than we do in the United States. Luxembourg uh, citizens live longer than we do. Andorra citizens, wherever that is, for goodness sakes. We spend more money per person on medical care in the United States than any other nation. And we're 42nd in the world in longevity. You've got to be kidding me. Well, no, you're not kidding me because this is the way that it is. The only reason a situation like this can exist is inside of a monopoly, for goodness sakes. Inside of a monopoly, you can get away with whatever you want to or whatever you can because there are zero consequences. Doesn't stop here, though, ladies and gentlemen. The hits keep on coming. Six million kids are seriously overweight. Fat for life? That's what Newsweek wants to know. In adults, obesity, not just being overweight, but being obese, has increased by 60% in the last 20 years. In children, it's tripled in the past 30 years to such a large extent that one-third of Americans are not just overweight, they are overweight obese the new childhood in america are you sitting down one out of three are overweight one in six has a learning disability one in nine has asthma one in ten has adhd 
One in 12 has food allergies. One in 20 has seizures. One in 54 males are autistic and one in 88 male or female are autistic. Actually, that's an old number. Now it's one out of 69. Half of our children have a chronic illness or are overweight. This is the new normal in the United States. And it all happened while the MDs have been in exclusive control of the development and delivery of medicine. You happy? Happy with those medical insurance dollars? If you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention. For the last 30 years, we've spent $22 billion a year on cholesterol-lowering statin drugs, and heart disease rates remain unchanged. 28,400,000 people a year are diagnosed with heart disease. Thank you very much, Dr. M.D. Since 1980, Alzheimer's has risen from obscurity to become the sixth leading cause of death in the United States. After $800 billion of cancer research, cancer remains uncured. Meanwhile, the medical industry that can't cure cancer generates revenues in excess of $95 billion a year. And since January 1st, 2000, 19,552,252 people have died from chemotherapy. And oh, by the way, the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States, medical bills, the practice of medicine, MD-directed allopathic reductionistic pharmaceutical centrist medicine generates $3.65 trillion a year. Now, how's that working for you? You good? You good with all of these outcomes? Do you have, you know, if you feel like warm and fuzzy every time you make a medical insurance premium payment in the United States, you feel really pretty looked after and taken care of if you're in Canada and they just take money out of your paycheck without your say-so in order to handle costs of medicine? You okay with all of these outcomes? You shouldn't be. The only reason, given these unbelievably poor outcomes... If this was any other industry, the people that are in charge of this would have been fired decades ago. If, you know, Ford Motor Company had made a car and uh, 90 days after you drove it off the lot, the engine dropped out and caught on fire, uh, they'd give you your money back. They'd stop making that car, but not the medical industry because it's a self-policing, self-regulating monopoly. And it maintains its position at the top through the vast wealth of the pharmaceutical industry. And it's been in place for so long that people aren't even aware that it's a monopoly. It's perfect. It's a perfect PR campaign. Perfect socialization. You have been socialized to believe that the only people that can help you are the MDs to such an extent that even when their therapeutics fail, even when their therapeutics harm, even when their therapeutics kill. Oh, I forgot to mention. In the United States, the leading cause of death, MD-directed medical treatments. Even when their therapeutics kill your loved ones, even when their therapeutics force you into bankruptcy, you go back to them. You genuflect at their altar with another medical insurance premium payment. 
You watch another episode of the Dr. Oz show and you feel warm and fuzzy all over again because a cure for everything is just around the corner. It's not. Allopathic medicine, again, is good for trauma care, surgery when it's necessary, and a handful of infectious diseases. That's the wheelhouse of reductionism. But for most of the conditions that most people go to the doctor for most of the time, allopathic medicine delivers piss-poor results. But because you can't even pronounce naturopathy or let alone know what a naturopathic doctor is, in the back of your mind, you think that I'm a quack. You think that my colleagues are quacks. You think that those chiropractors, those homeopaths are quacks. That's what you really think. Oh, if these people were any good, they'd be everywhere all the time. Well, inside of a monopoly, that's kind of hard to do. It is a big, bad crap show. You have been played. You have been manipulated. It's that simple. On my website, drglidden.com, actually, I'd like you to go to my website through americanuckradio.com. That's americanuckradio.com, americanuckradio.com. At the top of that web page, you'll see a little picture of me. Click on that. It will take you to my website where you will have access to hundreds of hours of informational tutorials that I've put together that show you exactly what to do to get on the other side of a chronic health condition, that show you the simple steps often that are necessary to support and promote your body's built-in, God-given ability to fix itself. Is this stuff guaranteed? No, nothing in medicine is guaranteed, but the advice that I dole out on my website is based on 31 years of my clinical experience. Simple stuff, just like we were talking about before with the need for calcium and magnesium if you have high blood pressure, quite frankly, the need for calcium and magnesium just to make it through life. Very important. We're going to be talking about these details tomorrow when I underline the solution to all of these health problems. It's going to be a very important program. Please bookmark it. Show up for tomorrow's segment where I talk about the solution, the naturopathic holistic solution to bad health. It's And again, naturopathic medicine is not a panacea cure-all for all human ills, but it is a very sophisticated, science-based, clinically verified therapeutic that you need to understand, you need to know about. And as God is my witness... If you're suffering with a chronic disease, you don't need to hire a naturopathic doctor privately. You don't know to you don't need to go and see a naturopathic doctor initially. You may eventually. But you do need to learn a couple of things that you can do. It's simple stuff. Stop eating these foods, start taking these nutrients, start taking these botanical medicines into your body. That's what we do first. We see how much leverage that gives us, and you're going to be surprised at how you feel once you start to engage science-based, clinically verified naturopathic therapeutics, the intention of which are to support and promote your body's built-in, God-given ability to fix itself. It's a problem, right? I mean, any monopoly of any marketplace is not a good idea. When you have a monopoly, 
everything starts to go south and it opens the door for corruption. There was a medical doctor. Every once in a while, a medical doctor uh, shines through the noise and uh, lifts their head up and starts to say the truth, starts to actually help people in their life. There was a medical doctor. Her last name was Angel, A-N-G-E-L-L. It might be pronounced Angel. It might be pronounced Angel. For years, she was the um, editor of the um, uh, New England Journal of Medicine. And when she retired, here's what she said. And again, I'm paraphrasing. Medical journals have become information laundering vehicles for the pharmaceutical industry. I'm paraphrasing. This is what the editor of the New England Journal of Medicine said, but she didn't say it when she was still there. She only said it after she retired. Here's what happens. A drug company, remember, they got to do 60 million bucks bottom line in order to get a drug approved for sale, right? Unless there's, of course, a, a, a smoke-filled uh, deal, smoke-filled room deal made with the FDA in order to fast-track a drug. So they got to do a $60 million research and they do like 100, 200 different trials with the drug. Let's say they do 100 trials of the drug and let's say 98 of those trials show a negative outcome. The only trials that get published that show a positive outcome, two trials, those are the only trials that get published. The other 98 never see the light of day. The journals got wind of this, but there's nothing that they can do because they are held captive by the vast amount of money that the pharmaceutical industry brings to the table. We see exactly the same thing happening in politics now with the NBA and China, with Disney and China. They don't give a damn about integrity. They don't give a damn about freedom. They don't give a damn about taking care of the country that they came up inside of them that incubated their success. All they care about is the bottom line, money, profit. So integrity goes out the window. Decency goes out the window. It's the same in the pharmaceutical industry. It's the same in the medical industry, except, you know, it happens in the medical industry in spades. It's good to be the king, ladies and gentlemen. I have to ask you this. I mean, how are you doing right now with your health? How's the health of your family? How's the health of your coworkers? How's the health of the people that show up at, you know, your, the church that you go to or whatever? How's everybody doing? Look around. Everybody is sick and getting sicker. A nanny state is being created in front of our eyes. One out of 69 children born autistic and the Alzheimer's statistics going through the flipping roof. You know what this means? It means normal people with, you know, middle class incomes are going to have to spend their entire life taking care of their autistic child. And then what's going to happen to them when they get Alzheimer's disease? Who's going to take care of them? Well, in the meantime, they have to take care of their parents also who have Alzheimer's. So 
their resources are sucked dry. They don't have time nor the ability in order to engage in anything else. So the monopoly will persist because nobody's going to fight it because nobody has the money to do it. Nobody has the time to do it. We're busy taking care of everybody who's sick in our lives, and it's not just the elderly, now it's the kids, for goodness sakes. Medicine in the 21st century, MD-directed allopathic pharmaceutical centrist, medicine is a train wreck. The reason that we have such poor health outcomes is not because of insurance fraud. It's not because of mismanagement of funds. It's not because of, you know, pharmaceutical lobbying in Congress in order to pass laws that make U.S. citizens have to pay five times as much for prescription medicine as anybody else in any other country. Those things all have, are all related here. But the single biggest driver of all of this pain and suffering, which nobody but myself is talking about, is that the philosophy of medicine that the MDs are trained in is insufficient to the cause. It's the wrong dog for the chronic disease hunt. But the monopoly will never admit that they are wrong. Ironically, the single best thing that you can do in order to secure a positive health outcome for yourself is fire your medical doctor. Because their track record isn't so great. And by the way, when you're paying, you're buying medical insurance in the United States every year, what are you doing? Well, you're betting that you're going to get sick, right? Isn't that what you're doing? You're betting that you're going to get sick. And then when you do get sick, your insurance only gives you access to a system of medicine that's not intended to cure your condition. That's intended to make you dependent on the pharmaceutical industry. Your condition is not cured. It's not even attempted to be cured. It's managed. And so every couple of years you get worse. You need another drug and then something else breaks because the root cause of the problem was never addressed. And then the last 10 years of your life become a revolving door. A revolving door to the medical doctor's office. Isn't that just great? You know, by the time you're 70 years old, you're bald. You have two hearing aids. You're legally blind. You've had cataract surgery on both eyes. You've had three hip replacements, two knee replacements. You need a prescription medicine to pee, a prescription medicine not to pee, a prescription medicine for your blood pressure, a prescription medicine for your heartburn, a prescription medicine for your uh, energy, for goodness sakes. And then you need a prescription medicine to take care of the side effects of some of those medicines. Yeah. The only reason that you do this, the only reason that you put up with this is because you don't know that there are people like myself in the world. You don't know that there are alternatives. And by the way, as my parting shot here today, remember tomorrow we're going to talk about the solution. It's re really simple stuff. I don't practice alternative medicine. I think it's a derogatory term. Saying that what I do and what my colleagues do and what everybody who is not an MD does is alternative is like saying the only real dog is a German Shepherd. Every other dog is an alternative dog. That's nonsense, right? Right. But you have been socialized to believe in the alternative medicine thing because of the medical monopoly that you aren't even aware of existing. That's where the term came from. 
I don't practice alternative medicine. I practice licensed and regulated, science-based, clinically verified naturopathic medicine. And you need to come up to speed with it. Because as God is my witness, you are suffering needlessly. It's not because you have a bad gene. It's not because of electromagnetic radiation or chemtrails. It's because your body has run out of the raw materials it needs to fix itself. And I'm going to teach you tomorrow what you can do to support and promote your body's built-in, God-given ability to fix itself. We're going to talk about holistic medical nutrition, 12 bad foods, and the simple steps that you can take immediately to support and promote your body's ability to fix itself. Why? Because it can. God willing, in the creek don't rise, I am and always will be your steadfast advocate for health. AmericanUckRadio.com. Go there, click on the link, and I'll see you tomorrow. American Radio. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.